Good day, and welcome to another B2B exclusive. Our guests today are Marshall Koval, Chief Executive Officer, and Scott Hicks, VP Corporate Development and Communications at Luminex Resources. Luminex trades on the TSX Venture Exchange under the ticker LR and OTCQX, symbol L-U-M-I-F. Good day, gentlemen. Thank you for joining us today on B2B Interviews. Thanks, Thanks for having us, Todd. Gentlemen, I thought you might begin with a brief introduction and overview of the company. Sure, Todd. So um, Luminex was a spin-out from its sister company, Lumina Gold, in, in 2018. And the strategy of our group, which is we call the Lumina Group, has really been to separate our most advanced projects, which at the time was the one in Lumina Gold, and then spin out the other assets and look to do the same thing over time and create value for shareholders that way. So all the projects we had in Ecuador at the time, with the exception of Congrejos, uh, went into Luminex. So our main project today is the Condor project, which is about a six and a half million ounce gold project with a bunch of different deposits comprising that. And then a very large land package throughout the rest of Ecuador uh, with a heavy focus on the trend below and above uh, Fruta del Norte and Mirador, which are the two operating mines in country right now. So uh, our work is continuing at Condor with money that we raise in the capital markets. And we're onto some pretty new, exciting drill results there in an area we call Condor North. And then we've also got partnerships on some of our early stage copper projects. We've got a partnership with Anglo-American, obviously a very large scale copper producer. Uh, They're working on our Pegasus project uh, in the north of the country. And we've got a partnership with Jogmec, which is uh, a Japanese group on our Arcadius project. And they're doing some drilling there on a copper porphyry target. And then the rest of the projects in the portfolio... Uh, you know, we look to continue doing early stage field work on those, and we're continually evaluating other partnerships uh, to help de-risk these projects without necessarily risking our capital. So it's a, it's a bit of a mixed strategy in this company. We've got Condor, which is the gold project that we're using our own money on, and then taking a bit of a partnership approach on a lot of these earlier stage copper projects throughout the country. Certainly very intriguing. We'll return to the partnership opportunities in a moment here. Expand a bit more, if you would, on some of the core assets, the more advanced plays, and give us a better sense for where you are today in terms of exploration, drilling resources, et cetera. You know, basically, we put out a, a PEA, and, and we were looking at open pit targets, and, and we had a new discovery uh, when we put the PEA out in 2021 called the Camp Zone. And the camp zone's a near surface underground target with higher grades, sort of three and a half plus um, grams per ton gold and, and some silver. And what we looked at, we didn't feel that we were getting much value in the market um, for the exploration drilling that we were doing. So we tried to put out to the market roughly, um, you know, what the economics of this northern area at uh, Condor. And that northern area is comprised of the camp zone underground target and then three open pit targets. And we looked at a 25,000 ton per day um, project with about a 12 year mine life. And basically the camp zone was about two and a half thousand tons per day and the rest came from the open pit. The project looked halfway decent, but it, uh, it had a high initial capital cost of about 
600 million US to build. And we did, we went back and, and we did some more exploration work and we've come up um, with some new targets uh, for higher grade underground uh, targets near surface. Um, we discovered this area that we're calling the Cuyas West, which is adjacent to the Cuyas Open Pit. And we've had some really good drill results there. You know, we're getting a lot of um, intercepts that are sort of five meters plus, um, sort of five gram per ton gold type of uh, values that, and along with some additional silver. And then just, so we drilled, um, you know, about 10 holes there now. I think we put out, Scott, I don't know how many holes results we put out yet. Um, maybe. Uh, about, about five so far, Marshall. Yeah, and then adjacent to that, we discovered we continued a hole through the Cuyas West Zone, and we intersected this structure, Ruiz, which we just put out the best drill intercept that we've had, five five meters of 30 grams per ton um, gold and, and some associated silver. So what we're doing now is we're trying to rescope this project. Um, the camp zone had about 600,000 ounces of gold in, in the PEA that we did. And what we're trying to do between some additional drilling at Cuyas West, Ruiz, and we are also drilling at the camp. So we're trying to define between a million, a million and a half sort of ounces of, of gold, this higher grade near surface underground gold. And uh, we, so we're actively drilling now. We've got uh, about 17 holes into these areas, um, probably about uh, seven, 8,000 meters of drilling so far. And we've got two rigs in the field right now. So if we're successful in identifying a, a similar zone at Cuyas and Ruiz to the camp zone, um, then we can look, go back and look at updating the PEA, a, a lot lower initial capital, a smaller throughput, concentrating initially on the underground targets, and then later in the mine life, start to bring in some of the uh, open pit targets. So, give you a little bit more of an idea, I'm getting into a fair amount of details, but the camp zone was about 500 meters along strike and the Cuyas West zone seems to be a similar uh, structure right now about saying 500, roughly 500 meters along strike. So we're starting to drill that to depth. So that's really the plan of what we're trying to do um, in this Northern area condor right now. Impressive. Now, will the company look to additional strategic or joint venture partners moving forward on any of these projects? And will you, in fact, consider M&A activities as a catalyst towards continued growth? Yeah, so I think at Condor North, Todd, we're calling that our, you know, our core project. And, and I don't think we would look to JV that. At the s same project, Condor, there, it's interesting, there's this large... Um, section in the center of condor uh, that's got more porphyry style deposits versus the epithermal uh, system that marshall just described at condor north so you know it's a bit of a different beast uh more tonnage lower grade uh different processing methods so you know there's some very interesting areas in this so we've already got 3.6 million ounces defined in that area of gold and and you know about 400 million pounds of copper and that area wasn't included in the pea that marshall just described and then also to the uh, east of that there's some pure copper targets called el hito where we did a little bit of drilling in the last year we drilled about four holes and there was about eight holes there previously so in this area 
I think there is an opportunity to bring in a larger, perhaps more copper-focused player um, to help us delineate and advance this central area of Condor. And then obviously outside of Condor, you know, we do have a number of properties and, and in those uh, properties, we're always talking to people and, and always evaluating joint ventures. We've, we've completed, uh, you know, four different partnerships over the last five years, basically on different properties to help advance those and, and de-risk them. So gentlemen, what is it then that is so unique about Luminex? What is it that now defines and differentiates this company from others in the industry? I think from our perspective, Todd, we, we were an early mover in Ecuador when the concession system reopened in 2016 and into 2017. You know, we had a very good database throughout the country of soil and rock samples. We were able to successfully bid on a lot of very prospective areas. I think that's why we've been so successful in bringing in partners to date. For those of your viewers that maybe, uh, you know, follow real estate more than mining, think of it as a, as a bit of a real estate play in some regards. The system opened in 2016, 2017, and has been, you know, shut to new concessions since, and, and it will reopen again. But uh, right now, if somebody wants to come into Ecuador and look and explore on different projects, they have to go through existing landholders if they don't already have land because there's no new exploration tenements getting issued by the government. So unlike Lumina Gold, our sister company, which kind of has a defined, uh, very large scale project, we have a lot of a lot of greenfield exploration potential in this company. So it's a different point of the risk curve and it's a different point of the development curve. But, you know, it's exciting because that's where new discoveries can come from. Yeah, and the only thing I'd add to that geologically, you know, Ecuador from politics and stuff hasn't uh, geologically been systematically explored. So the, the potential for discovery in the country is quite high. I mean, you can look at uh, projects like Sol Gold, Cascabel, you know, that, that was a new discovery, Warinza, some of the stuff we did, Congrejos, for instance. So that's attracted a lot of the major copper players. Pretty much everybody's there. We're starting to see most of... Uh, quite a few of the gold companies come into the country. So I think the upside exploration uh, potential with for new discovery with a large land package like we have is, is part of what's attracted our partners. Indeed. Let's talk a bit more now about the expertise in place here. What more can you tell us about this present board and management team at Luminex? Marshall's on the board as well as Lyle. So two people from management to uh, have a long experience at the Lumina Group and working with with Ross Beattie, our major shareholder and, and founder. Uh, we've got John Wright, who is the ex-chief operating officer of Pan American Silver and has, has built a lot of projects over, over the years. And he's also on the board of uh, Silvercrest that just completed their mine in Mexico. Got Don Shumka, who is ex-Raymond James and uh, is the chair of the audit committee. And we've got uh, David Farrell, who's on the board of Fortuna Silver and uh, has also been with companies who have advanced a lot and uh, built a lot of projects. So it's, it's a good board. Uh, a lot of people have worked together for, for a long time. And, and it's a great technical team for the same reason. You know, just uh, a lot of expertise and, and a lot of time working together makes uh, things move faster and easier in the industry for sure. 
Yeah, one other key guy I'd like to point out is Diego Benalcazar, who's a, a well-known, well-respected, experienced Ecuadorian geologist. And, and Diego years ago uh, worked on Condor, but he was uh, his knowledge in country, um, you know, led us to a lot of these uh, properties that we acquired through when they opened up the concession system. So he's been a real key player. You know, Diego's got 40 years experience in the industry, pretty well known through Ecuador and knows Ecuador from a geologic point of view really well, besides political and operating in the country. And he's the president of, uh, of Luminex. Well, certainly an experienced and impressive team in place here. Gentlemen, briefly in closing, let's recap. Why should investors taken interest in Luminex, and what are some of the milestones we can use to track the progress of this company going forward? Todd, I think, I think the key answer on Luminex is really with these new structures that Marshall talked about right at the top here. Um, you know, these are very exciting areas that are directly in the center of our already identified PEA area, which had about 3 million ounces in it. So, you know, the fact that we're going to be able probably to add more ounces that are high grade and these new underground targets right in the center of the PA area. That's that's huge for value. It'll also, as he said, let us rescope the project to a smaller throughput, lower capex project. And you know, our initial PA was very good at 190,000 ounces a year of production, and you know, low cost in the $800 ish range per ounce. Um, so that you know, those are very attractive elements to the project. But in this type of market, we're seeing people just want less CapEx uh, and less risk to getting projects built. So, you know, being able to rescope it with these higher grade ounces will be will be key. So we're going to have news flow off these areas, you know, right into 2023 off the current drill results that we're drilling right now. And then, you know, in the back pocket, we've got Anglo-American who's going to be looking to drill these copper porphyry targets at our Pegasus project and they're funding that with their money. And, uh, you know, we're getting zero value for that in the stock right now. So to the extent they have any success at Pegasus, I think that'll be a very positive catalyst for the stock going forward. Well, that is certainly a very compelling story. Gentlemen, it was a pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you for joining us on B2B interviews. Thanks, Todd. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Todd. Our guests today have been Marshall Koval, Chief Executive Officer, and Scott Hicks, VP Corporate Development and Communications at Luminex Resources. Luminex trades on the TSX Venture Exchange under the ticker LR and OTCQX, symbol L-U-M-I-F.